0: Coming off the top of the cage, it's Bill and Juice on the Top of the Cage podcast. Juice, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. I mean, I do feel like I just took a fall off the um, top of the cage because I did hurt my ankle today. It's been a little
0: sprained, but uh, I'm kicking. I'm
1: ready to go. I'm excited to do our draft and other
0: discuss other topics. All right. How did you hurt your ankle? Are you Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it does look like a little uh, bad sprain. We'll find out more tomorrow. But uh, I was at the gym and I didn't even hurt hurt exercising. I was stretching, <laughs> and I all my weight just came crashing down.
0: We'll get it rolling here, and we're not talking about your ankle. Uh, let's let's dive into some news talk. There was a lot of uh, things that came out in the world of professional wrestling this week, and where would you like to start?
1: I say let's start with two things that we uh, talked about. Well, one thing that we'll start with the two things we talked about last week. And one is um, the New Day versus Bloodline. They had a um, six man tag match to open Raw last night. And then because of the shenanigans that went on in that match, we got a main event triple threat Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns versus Biggie. Um, no titles were on the line, but it was, it's just you know, uh, battle of the battle of the two champions and one former champ. Um, it was a pay-per-view quality main event. Uh, the opening match was pretty fun too. Um, uh, the New Day had a great promo to open the show, and then the match started. Bobby Lashley obviously got involved. Uh, the Bloodline got the win, and then Roman Reigns got the win at the end of the show. But Biggie had the he had the victory. But um, he he did delivered the big ending on Roman Reigns. He was about to prove that hey, I I could have pinned you and cashed in on you too, Bubba. Um, but Bobby Lashley brought up the steel chair, which was legal on a triple threat, and just went to town on poor Big E. Uh, but it, it was a fun show last night. Raw, Raw has been bad for a while, but the last two weeks of Raw have been really great. I hope they can keep it up, but History has shown that uh, they're not very good at having more than two good episodes in a row, but let's, the drafts will come up. There'll be shake up, We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to try to make, be positive like the new day.
0: Yes, I, I am as well. Keeping the power of positivity. I completely agree. And again, if you guys don't follow us on social media at TOTC underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, you would have saw on Instagram, we actually posted from a dark match clip, that the triple threat happened between Roman, Big E, and Bobby uh, this past week in a, in a uh, live event for the. I, I don't believe it was for a title, was it? Or was it just a general um, main event?
1: I think it might have actually been the universal title. Oh, wow. Um, I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I just, that's what I saw on Twitter World. Right. Um, that right. is not verified um i i do not know for sure i but it there's video proof it happened a lot of raw last night were matches that were rematched from dark matches or main event matches um
0: it's very interesting so um
1: yeah Uh, anything else to add about uh
0: that no i i again i'm a huge fan of big meaty men slapping meat and that is exactly what we got last night with that main event so Uh, I'm very happy to see, you know, Bobby didn't really lose a lot of his momentum that he'd been gaining. He had been a very dominant champion on Raw, and I think that it is pretty interesting, especially using the money in the bank, to beat a dominant champion, to see how that champion rebounds after losing. And I'm still excited. I'm still all in on the Almighty. And let's hope that the WWE draft to come keeps that momentum up for him, as well as everybody else involved.
1: Agreed. So let's move on to the next topic, which is a uh, very quick takes from NXT 2.0 debut last week. And um, I'll say it. I did watch it back at, right after we finished recording since we record during NXT. And it was fun. I mean, it, it, it's definitely new because they're focusing on, these. De- it's really more of a developmental show than ever before. Cause they were focusing on these um, uh, homegrown talents. They're focusing on your, uh, Braun Breakers, your, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he got put into the Fatal 4-weight. Vaughn something. I felt uh, yeah. bad. You, oh, Von, US, Wagner. Von, Von Wagner. Von Wagner,
0: yes. I felt bad because last week you did predict that, uh, <laughs> that we would get the victory from um, – from, oh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on it right now.
1: I predicted LA Knight. LA yes, thank Knight. you. I, I was L- going to say L- LA Knight. L- the L- the start and the L of the Fatal 4 it was not a good night for LA Knight, uh, pun intended. Um, yeah, and then I actually watched the first hour of tonight's NXT 2.0, and we got a cruiserweight title match, um, between Kushida and Roderick Strong quicker than I would have liked, but it was good. Um, obviously, uh, Roderick Strong did come out on top, and then and a, new, a newer talent. Name escapes me. Even his original name, because they changed his name. Uh, he came out and challenged Roderick Strong to a title match next week right off the bat. And uh, Malcolm Bevins and Strong did accept. Um, I find it very weird that like Strong's the heel, but he's the fighting champion. I mean, he's still cheating in matches. But he's the fighting champion. Kushida, Kushida like, didn't really defend that often at all. And he had the title for like five months. And that's a shame because he's great in the ring. And he's a fun character too. I, 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 I love Back to the Future. And that's his gimmick is based off Marty and Fly. So, you know, I always, I do root for him because of that. And because he's great in the ring. But uh, yeah, NXT 2.0 is inter- off to an interesting start. I love that Ciampa. We're in the Ciampa shirt now. That Ciampa is uh, leading NXT into the new, a new era. And I think he'll do a great job at putting over these younger, newer talents, your Vaughn Wagners, your Braun Breakers, your Joe Gacy's, your uh, etc. Tony
0: D'Angelo. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo, the the mob man. (laughs) I will say, I'm interested to see how the mob character kind of works out within the realm of NXT. Because it almost makes sense that mafia characters have been a big part of of popular media for such a long time with things like the Sopranos and Goodfellas you know Godfather different massive I, I guess brands of media for for Italian mobsters and things like that and it's interesting this is one of the first real Italian mobster characters we're getting in WWE and I think that I'm I'm Interested. I mean, the promo that he cut walking down the street, you know, the, the name, names a little generic. I think that a lot of the names within this NXT 2.0 have been a little generic, you know, a little bit more generic for my taste, at least. But I know I was pretty harsh on the flashy rainbow colors and how it seemed like it was going to be presented. But like you said, it's it, it felt fresh. It felt new. It felt like WWE was really trying to present something new. And especially in Ciampa being the champion, I can't complain about that. I think that. It's definitely trending in the right direction again. Was there necessarily things that needed to be fixed? I'm not too sure. Maybe I'll let WWE prove that to me with NXT 2.0 further down the line.
1: I'm just uh, worried that certain people will take a backseat that I don't. Like uh, Gargano, it seems like he might. And he is one of my favorite wrestlers. And um, I do not want that. And also, uh, cool Kyle. But cool Kyle, it seems like you're like to you keep down, but... Uh, having him take it out of match broke my heart. Uh, and then just, uh, I mean, maybe he showed up tonight, but in the first hour, he did not. Um, also, just going back, I know I'm a little rambling off topic now, but um, going back to Tony D'Angelo, as a fellow Italian man, um, I love that we're getting a mobster character, and uh, I loved his promos these past couple weeks. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. If he needs a manager, man, let me know. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make, the ravioli, raviolo <laughs> as a peace offering and get that job.
0: Big Don juice. That will be your name.
1: Love it. All
0: right, juice. Um, Another thing that came up this week as well for the news was the AEW announcement of the Owen Hart Memorial Cup. Seems as though it's going to be a tournament-style uh, special event for AEW uh, in conjunction with the Owen Hart Foundation. With Owen Hart's widow, uh, You know, a lot of people were saying that WWE had been not necessarily blackballing her, but... She had not had any interest in in the legacy of Owen Hart as a wrestler, and here comes AEW with this massive announcement. What are you thinking about it?
1: I love it this is a man that needs to be honored obviously uh he passed away in nineteen ninety nine that was four wasn't so i didn't i never got to watch him live and for a while i didn't in my uh life i didn't know who owen Hart even was but when I got back in the wrestling i didn't used the network and took advantage of it, watched old pay-per-views. And I, I think if I had a favorite wrestler in the 90s and during, the time, during that time, it would be Owen Hart. I'm not just saying that. Uh, he was fantastic heel. His moment at the Slammies when he just made himself a winner of award and cut a promo, was was great. And one of my favorite matches is against him, against Brett, the Hitman heart, Battle of the Hearts, uh wrestlemania 10 what a classic and um this is a man that deserves to be honored i'm i'm really i'm really excited that this is going to be a thing and he deserves to be honored he did so much for wrestling and he would have done so much more i mean if he was alive today he'd be 56 which is five years younger than sting and i imagine that he'd be involved in wrestling if not a character he'd be a producer he'd be doing something because he loved it it, it, his tragedy, how he died, he, he died in the entrance to the ring. and then, uh, Obviously, it wasn't handled the best way because the pay-per-view continued. But um, uh, he his final gimmick was a superhero. And I think to a lot of fans, he was a hero. And um, this is a tribute deserving of a hero. I'm, I'm excited. And I hope uh, the eight men selected for the Owen Hart Cup do him proud. I'm sure they will.
0: I completely agree. I hope that we do see some of the top tab- top caliber talent within AEW. I mean, granted that their roster is almost full of it of people now at this point. I am definitely hopeful. Uh, I hope to see, you know, maybe a smaller guy, more technical guy win this cup, considering that is someone like Owen was like, you know, really broke the mold from the big jacked over-the-top characters that WWE was providing at the time. And, you know, I, I hope that it does it justice. I, I truly do. And I do think that, again, the Own Heart Foundation is a great thing. I think that AEW is a class act for what they did. And I am definitely going to keep it on my radar to make sure I am for sure tuning in.
1: I do have a prediction of the winner in the tournament sign announced. And, um, Ooh,
0: all right. I, I'm going with Brian Pillman Jr.,
1: I think it just makes. Sense. I think that's the hard choice. Um, obviously, if Harry was with um AW, I'd go with him. But I'm pretty sure he's with NXT. He wasn't cut. Um, he hasn't done anything yet. But he he was signed by WWE. I get if he was cut or not, um, you'd have to. Well, I'll look it up and I'll say next week if someone doesn't tell me on the internet. Definitely can. I'm not positive, but. If he did get let go by WWE, then he'd obviously be a choice too. You know, the son of the British Bulldog would be a great choice to represent the Hart legacy as well. But those, it's got, my choice is Brian Coleman, Juice.
0: All right. We will just have to wait and see to see if your prediction is indeed true. All right, Juice. Well, we had one more big uh, news story come out and this is something that we were aware of last week. A lot of people have been aware of uh that was on the horizon. And that is the Dark Side of the Ring episode that went over the infamous plane ride from hell. Do you have any uh, initial takeaways you want to bring up here?
1: Uh yeah. Um the fact that um the drug GHB, they call it H-bombing when they put it in the wrestler's drinks so that they're not paying attention to, and then they shave off their eyebrows. But that's a thing, that was a thing. That's just so messed up i know sports is plenty of um hazing and uh traditions like that that are really messed up but uh that's just scary that you're just uh um like roofing guys and um you know it's just um and also got stuck in a tarmac for seven hours went through three alcohol carts that's just insane and um when you're mixing so many pills and alcohol you're gonna make bad choices and that is not a defense i mean if you they've probably done this multiple times a lot of these guys have done questionable things before this probably because of that so if you know you're gonna do something fucked up when you're in, when you're drinking and doing drugs don't don't do it i know that's easier said than done especially since Guys like Scott Hall had actual like uh, drug addiction issues and like alcohol issues, and um, Rick Flair probably does too. <laughs> we well, he de- he definitely does. So, um, but that's no excuse. Um, these guys did uh, so many just terrible things. I mean, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning almost brought down the plane. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, Rick Flair um, flaunting his package in front of and pinning down a poor girl it's just terrible I, i'm awesome that dust it's awesome that Dustin and got involved but it sounded like it was like minutes into it and it would i, I would like to hear like someone instantly stopped it it's just it's a messed up thing and hearing her uh, her name was heidi doyle was the one that was pinned to the wall she was also like licked by scott hall who was like passed out and like barely conscious, and, like, grabbed all that shirt and said, I'm going to look you all over and then proceeded to almost do it. And then he passed out. Um, her, she just sounded like um, just scarred by it, obviously, and she should be. And um, thoughts were with her. I mean, this must have been really hard to do, but she, I, she wanted to really tell people since she did settle at the time and didn't really get to take it to court and um, try to fight it and expose these terrible things. A little, uh, the plain light ride of hell isn't new like news. People knew about it, but not to this, not to this extent. And, um, you know, I just applaud her for coming out. I doubt, I know she definitely, she probably didn't wanna uh, bring up these painful memories. Uh, she had to do it, it's important to make these, hold these people accountable. Yeah, I just applaud her. and. I hope she's doing okay. Um, I know it's so many years after this happened in 2002, but, you know, all that memory just came back. Um, this is probably recorded like a year ago, probably longer, but, you know, it's just I hope she it's going to be with her the rest of her life. I hope she's just, you know, still getting the help that she needs to deal with this because this is just a tragic thing. Um, and then Tommy Dringer lost his uh, job uh, he lost a job, busted open, and he got suspended indefinitely from impact. I think they might have released him. Um, but yeah, he said some messed up things defending Ric Flair and what mm-hmm. he did. Uh, yeah, so any takes, uh, Billy on Dark Side of the Rings plane ride from hell? Episode.
0: No, I mean, it. It is. it is a little strange, kind of just going back to what you're saying, that out of all the backlash we're seeing come out of this Tommy Dreamer is the one that seems to be getting the most. And while his takes were pretty, you know, fist in or foot in mouth, I guess is, is the rather the term for it. It seems as though that there should be some sort of trickle-down, some sort of more to come from this. And I understand that you know, 2021 has really brought up cancel culture and Um, you know, a lot of the boys as the wrestlers from back in the day, like to put it, you know, it's just the boys being boys, but there's, there's a difference between a harmless rib and, uh, you know, forcing yourself upon a woman, you know, there's, there's never a right time for something like that, as well as, you know, just the general tomfoolery that was happening on that plane. Like you said, a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs. And, you know, the fact that again, someone like Mike Chioda, someone, someone who, I personally didn't know was really this involved with the boys. Um, you know, laughing at the fact that they would H-bomb people. I mean, you look at stories of, of some young wrestlers, the Hardys, for instance, before they went to WWE, um, you know, they never really dabbled in things like that. And both of them come out with some crazy addictions. Both of them come out with some demons. You know, I think Jeff Hardy's is well-documented at this point. You know, someone like Paul London as well. Never had a drop of alcohol before he joined WWE and ended up getting kicked out for drug related things. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. And now that we have the Chris Canyon episode coming up in which uh, for those of you who do not know was a, a gay wrestler, I I guess is the best way to say it. And um, you know, he's had a story of, of some backstage incidents and, you know, a lot of the, the speculation right now is that there is there's might be a lot of talk with the undertaker coming up about this Um, you know, whether being suppressing him or, not being aware of it uh, i also saw an old interview of john cena being brought up where john cena kind of gave the company answer of oh his character was gay he wasn't gay his character was gay so i i didn't know you know it's it's interesting to see the the dark side of the ring, I think, do a very good job at kind of detailing these, these sad stories within the, within the world of wrestling. And, you know, a big company like WWE gets a pass, as Heidi was saying from her interview, the company she was working for, so that they didn't want to ruin the reputation of their customer. At what point as a business, especially nowadays, too, do you not want to protect your worker rather than protecting your customer? you know, why is your customer's image so important to you for the fact that, you're, that your employee is literally telling you they got sexually assaulted by their customer, by, by somebody who was a part of the company they were working for, and, and you choose to turn the blind eye to it. That, to me, that's just wrong and makes no sense. But Dark Side of the Ring, I think, did a very good job of this episode. Uh, I know I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, they were overplaying things, underplaying things, but, you know, I, again, like you said, there's been articles written on this in 2002, 2004, 2006, 2007, 2011, 2016. You know, there's probably some wrestling blog writes about this three times a year. I'm sure it's it's a story that has been passed around and you know has has been told many times. And you know, yes, it, some parts of it were kind of whimsical. You know, can be seen as funny, but at the end of the day, a lot of it was not. I, you know, I understand the boys being boys. I, myself, am a male person. You know, I've, I've definitely done my, my ribs back in the day, so especially with being in support locker rooms and stuff like that. But, you know, at some point, you got to call it hazing, bullying, just straight up being a shitty person. And, you know, I, I think that this episode of the Dark Side of the Ring really brought that to light.
1: Uh, yeah, it was definitely um. A dark episode but like you said it could have been darker um there's definitely more that could have been touched upon um i this could be uh, there could be a whole series just a whole season of dark side of ring probably dedicated to this event or just not just playing right of hell but just that um that european tour because obviously the brock thing wasn't on the plane that was uh brock and terry that was at insurrection it's tragic but dark side of the ring is a great show and bringing these things to light is important and um bringing these to new audiences that might not be very familiar with it these um with Plain ride for hell or the life of uh, the the career of new jack and stuff like that it's it's good uh, it's it's good that dark side uh, that vice tv is doing this
0: Yes. let's let's turn it to a lighter note here and let's begin our mock draft
1: yeah so i'll do a little overview real quick um so unlike the real w draft um, it's just one big pool for us we're not separated by the days so everyone's on uh, on board you can draft um, intact you can if you draft a tag team you can draft the tag team or you can split up a tag team it's up to you wherever you want to do if you want if you don't want riddle but you want randy orton you can do that um as that also goes for the actual draft uh WWE draft um another rule will be uh raw gets three picks round smackdown gets two it goes raw smackdown raw smackdown raw uh each round um also we get the special rule that i'm adding is um each of us gets two male nxt or nxt uk or 205 live male picks two females from those brands and one faction or tag team from those brands uh also we'll be deciding who gets which brand and the uh, coin toss um tonight's this episode's draft will stop after six rounds next episode will finish with the next six, around seven to 12. Um, I think that is it. Billy, do you have any questions?
0: No, Um, I'm very excited to do this. I've actually been thinking about it all day about who is going to be my first pick, who is going to be my next pick. Um, You know, I've been thinking about storylines I want to put together, kind of, you know, putting my top guys in situations where they can be top guys and make my show the best show it could possibly be. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're
1: thinking that deeply about it because, um, you know, you gotta make sure you got a good mix of heels and faces. You got uh, a good amount of belts. Um, also, I just want to make it clear, um, you, you can. Everyone's on the table. Just, if I take Becky Lynch, um, let's say I draft Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, that does not mean I cannot draft Charlotte Flair. Um. Same goes for you. Um, So be aware of those champions. But I really hope that um, the first, like, 10 picks aren't aren't just all champions. I know it's less uh, titles than that. But, you know, try to mix it up. But we're all good to steal. I mean, you know, (laughs) we'll have to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Yes, like, uh, like our fantasy drafts where Juice ends up being the one to steal everybody's picks. I'm sure that will happen here tonight as well. More time so, more so
1: I get my picks get stolen. But uh you know everyone steals picks. All right, so let's uh let's do the coin toss. Billy, you will choose heads or tails. What are you doing?
0: As my boy Matthew Slater would say, heads closer to God.
1: Siri, flip a coin for me. Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again,
0: please? Flip a coin tense Uh, all right what you picking i will take the a brand i will take monday night raw
1: okay so uh the first picks on you
0: juice there has been one man for the past almost year that has been carrying this company on his back This man used to be shoved down our throats. This man used to be somewhat of a hard thing to watch. But now this man has become your Universal Champion. And I, with the first pick of our mock draft, am taking the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns.
1: Off of that, I'll make my my pick quick. I'll be taken. Now, now that they're back together, I am taking all three members of the New Day. I'm taking the New Day faction that includes WWE Champion
0: Big E. Wow, what a steal! I think that that might be a steal right off the bat. You get the former world champion Kofi Kingston, future King of the Ring, by the way, Xavier Woods, and of course the current reigning defending WWE Champion. Mr. Biggie Langston,
1: good value pick. All right, next pick for Raw.
0: I'm gonna have to go with another man who has been carrying the WWE. The man who actually was uh, the former WWE champion, uh, and it might not be the man you're thinking of, because I. I'm going to go with three, two, one, Mr. Drew McIntyre. I was thinking
1: it was either him or Lashley. So it makes sense. Um, so my pick here is going to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. I'm going double champ, is, but
0: I just want to touch my bases. I want the man. SmackDown man. is looking Smackdown's good.
1: Animals.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, I'll be quick with the third pick I get here in our round. And just so I can ensure that Raw keeps its women's champion, I will go with the woman we met no more than a week or so ago, Miss Charlotte Flair. Good pick. Good
1: pick. Strong round. Now, you actually lead us off again around two.
0: Uh-huh. Would you look at that? Well, uh, I know that uh, one thing we were trying to do was avoid picking all the champions, but here's the thing, Juice. I see money with this feud. I see money when you and I get our fantasy books together for Survivor Series. I see money with the bloodline versus the new day. And although that the two will be trading brands, we will still see these two go head to head at survivor series, which I truly believe after seeing their match on Monday night, Raw, they give us a pay-per-view match. It will be as the kids say these days, a banger.
1: Like that. Good pick. I honestly was thinking about going to yourselves. If he you didn't, <laughs> uh, uh, for here, I'm going to go, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm um, splitting up a tag team and I'm picking AJ Styles. I want AJ Styles to get back in the world title picture and be a challenger for Big E. That's my pick.
0: Very nice. I think that's actually a great pick. I I think that AJ Styles has one more WWE championship running him, honestly. Uh, I kind of hope he doesn't beat Big E because I just love E so much. I want E to hold the title for the rest of his life. Uh, However, uh, you know, I I can't be too upset. You uh, getting that man there. So I think I'm going to go with another big superstar here. Um, I want to get this woman. I want to get her into the limelight. Uh, I believe that although her and your current SmackDown champion are feuding, uh, I believe that I would like to take Bianca Belair to Raw. And I would love to see her and Charlotte throw down, especially for my brand's top title.
1: Great pick. Um, I'm going – there is someone I want to take, but I feel like there's someone I have to take since you have two back-to-back picks, and this guy is not going to keep falling is the former WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Uh, I, I, I need to make sure I get this man. Um, I think him and Big E could continue the feud. Maybe a triple threat match between him and Styles. Maybe not. I mean, we'll see. But that's my pick. That's my final pick around to Bobby
0: Lashley. Now, I also think that uh, there is another man who I would really enjoy to steal from you here. We're talking about splitting up tag teams. We're talking about uh, not not letting talent get wasted here. And Juice, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to split up RK bro. And I am taking Mr. Matthew Riddle. I believe that I can... Take this man, and I can make him a star. I believe that I can make him the face to beat Roman Reigns. I am going to make him legit. I am going to make him fight the odds against the Usos, go through them, maybe even in a handicap match. I'll bury my champions for Matt Riddle just to prove that he can dethrone the head of the table.
1: This hurts my soul. (laughs) You just poaching my boy, man. Uh, no more raw tag team champs. You're going to need a new chance, but I'm, I was hoping Riddle would be around. <laughs> good pick. Good pick to end the round. You got, it's on you for round three.
0: So for round three, um, this is kind of a tough one. I I do honestly, uh, feel a little, Uneasy here. I feel like we're getting into the area of everybody here is good. Um I'm gonna have to go with a a bit of a legend here. Uh, I might be I might be upset to see him actually go in the third round in the WWE draft when it happens. However, I am going to have to take the rated R superstar edge because while he does have a lot left in the tank i believe with the drew mcintyre match or a matt riddle match i can make money
1: okay like that okay so uh with my pick i'm going with uh, another male, male superstar um i am going with finn balor now I got the four guys to lead my main card.
0: Very nice, very nice. So, are you gonna make Finn Balor a face or a heel? What, what's your what's your story with him?
1: Uh, I think I lean face for now, but depending on how the rest of my roster shakes out, uh, we'll see if he turns. But it'll be a face at first. It'll be this character that he's been now, kind of the prince. Yep, the prince.
0: Very nice. I, I think that that's a great pick, honestly. Again, another guy. Former first round draft pick. We can't forget about that. Finn Balor does have that feather in his cap. Whether McFoley picked him a little early, maybe he wasn't even on the radar for SmackDown at that time. I don't know, but I have got him to be the first ever Universal Champion out of that, so I cannot be upset. Um, I'm going to start building my mid card here. I believe that uh, this man I'm about to be picking is a future world champion. Uh, again, another guy. I can give him a couple good wins over, uh, over some of the people I have, whether it's maybe turning Edge heel or maybe turning Drew into maybe a bit of a tweener, leaning heel. Uh, I believe that Damian Priest has a future on Monday Night Raw, especially since he's bringing over his United States championship.
1: Good pick. Good pick. Taking the champ um for this pick i feel like i could wait on this person this might screw me by me losing a champion or uh, hurting my divisions at some point but i want to make sure i get this female superstar um she is injured right now but i'm still drafting her i'm taking bailey might be a little early but i want to make sure i get my girl
0: I don't think that's a bad pick. I think that you have uh, some money there, especially if you were to take uh, Becky and, you know, maybe make her a face. I know currently she's playing that heel role, but, you know, I, I think that heel Bailey, I mean, you could even do a heel versus heel. I would honestly be a pretty good heel versus heel match. Especially both of them just trying to be the best on the SmackDown women's brand. That would be, that'd be, that would be money. One man that I think has slipped at this point, I'm surprised to see him go at the end of the third round here, is a man formerly known as the Monday Night Messiah. I am getting him back on the red brand, and I am getting Monday Night Rollins back in action as I am taking Seth freaking Rollins.
1: Pick, pick. Now it's back to you again.
0: Man, being raw is great. All right, I'm going to go with a little bit of a sleeper pick here. I'm going to start the round four with somebody I believe has not gotten his fair shake in WWE as of yet. Somebody I do believe can be a great mid-card champion to really even make it an upper mid-card championship. Um, I am going to take Sami Zayn. I do truly believe that Sammy still has a lot left in the tank. And I personally do not want to be the conspiracy theory against Sami Zayn that he is somebody that has to wait for the next six rounds after this episode to be picked. Um, I believe Sammy does have a future on Monday Night Raw, especially feuding with somebody like Damian Priest can really raise his stock as well.
1: You've taken two of my favorite uh, WWE superstars. Just hurts my soul, but um, uh, someone I want to take here, but I think I gotta secure someone, and I have to secure Shinsuke Nakamura, the King. Um, I don't want to give you the chance to steal them, so I'm gonna take them now. So picks on you.
0: There's two picks I'm flipping between right now because there is one person on this list that I, I think come WWE's true draft will either be a second or third round pick. But at the same time, there's, these, there's a group of two that I think is an amazing package deal that I can sneak out from right under you right now. And I, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to let my women's division grow by two and I am going to take... Shotzi and Tegan.
1: Ugh, stop taking my faves, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to build the best show, Juice. I think that those two women, again, if I get them in a feud with Bianca, I get them in a feud with Charlotte, you know, I can turn one of those two heel, even get them in a feud against each other once they break. I think they're, again, going to raise each other's stock crazily.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to draft – this is a reactionary pick. Actually, no, no, I'm not doing the reactionary pick. I'm not doing it. I'm going to pick someone else. Um, I'm not giving you a built-in, uh, never-ending feud. I'm taking Kevin Owens. I can put him in the mid-card. I can take put him in the upper card. I can make a random tag team. If I, have to. I can do anything with this man. This man is money and everything he touches. I'm taking K.O.
0: Uh, Juice, I know at the top of the program we were talking about taking NXT talent, and I do believe that I am going to dip into the pool of NXT talent that we have right now. There is one man that uh, Edge has said that he has wanted to have a match with, and I am going to grant him his request. This man, I believe, is the epitome of a hard-hitting old school wrestler something that wwe really does not have show showcased in their main roster right now i am going to take the man who spells his name in all capitals walter stop dude <laughs> stop
1: taking my boys <laughs> stop taking the people i like i feel like you just like you just like who does juice love who are his favorite wrestlers to watch who are people that he's probably has on his list?
0: I, I want you to watch my show.
1: I will. I will. Cause it sounds fire. <laughs> Matt Riddle, Walter, Shotzi, Tegan, Sammy. It's just like, Edge. stop. And Bianca, Bianca. <laughs> oh, this good, good pick, good pick. And it's back to you. Cause I just, oh, this format's not the best for me.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think that, uh, again, I'm going to go with somebody a little bit further down the card. Somebody that um, has been said to be the, quote-unquote, pound-for-pound strongest man in WWE. Again, another man who I believe has not gotten his fair shake. Another man, again, who I think I could build up, get some good victories over some of these tough opponents. Somebody like a Drew McIntyre, I think would be a great feud to start him off on my show with. And that is the Swiss Superman, Cesato.
1: Great value pick. I was thinking he'd go a lot later. Um, I thought he'd be a day two pick, but um, that, that's a great one. Good value pick there. So for me, I'll be going. Um, I'm actually tapping the injured well once again. But someone that won't be out as long as Bailey uh, it is a female superstar. It is Asuka, former champion. I, I'm liking these three women. I got my brand. We're we're ready to go. The women's division on uh, SmackDown is staying strong.
0: That is definitely a strong women's division. Well, um, I'm in the business of of tag teams. I need to start thinking of my tag team's future. While I do have... A lot of strong contenders to be teamed up together on my, on my list here. There is one tag team that I truly believe both of these guys have star potential on their own if and when they do break up. And Juice, I'm going to raise my Red Solo Cup up for the Street Profits. Uh, I Again, maybe I could have got them a little later on, but they're guys I want to secure. Guys I believe... Uh, you know, putting them against the Usos can really put on some absolute bangers for my brand's championships.
1: Uh, this is a good pick. This is actually who I was going to pick. <laughs> so I was going to turn a meal. <laughs> I <laughs> haven't viewed with the new day. <laughs> so good pick there. So my pick. I'm going to. The woman division is about to stay stronger also because i'm drafting these two ladies as a tag team uh, i'm gonna get the use shot team team shots and team i'm gonna get the be on smack i'm drafting the new uh raw woman i mean the WWE women's tag team champions rhea ripley and nikki ash um should should they have gotten a title match before shot team tegan who beat natty and tamina three tag team matches in a row no they shouldn't but but they did they won the titles that's my pick also both of these ladies were uh raw women's champions i can throw them in the titles picture too so i'm liking this is a good tag team this is a i'm proud of this pick i'm happy with this pick
0: that's that's definitely a sneaky pick for sure. I do believe if we're talking about people who have a lot left in the tank, that there is somebody in particular that I think has a lot left in the tank especially with finding their new character. And I think that his feud with the current United States champion is starting to run its course a little bit. Maybe I'll keep them away from each other on my show to start. However, I have another tag team I can put together, especially, again, with his new character's gimmick that he has. I think Sheamus is coming to the Raw brand, and I might even put the bar back together.
1: Good pick, man. Uh, Honestly, if you didn't take Sheamus in these two picks, uh, I was gonna. I wanted him as Shinsuke's main rival on SmackDown. Um. Uh. This. This hits. This hits me. This hurts. But uh. It was a great pick. Makes sense. You can have him fight for any belt. You can reunite him with Cesaro, like you said. Which uh. It's funny. So um. I got the idea for the draft because um. The wrestling blog I wrote for. Um. They did a little mock draft too, and they had like three people on Team SmackDown and two on Team Raw, and I was on Team SmackDown, and um. I actually. Suggested let's draft Cesaro and Sheamus so we could do this. Uh, we weren't able to get Sheamus, but we were able to get Cesaro. So um, it's it's funny, it's funny that you you had a very similar thinking to me. Um, great pick, and it's back to you.
0: So it is. I think that there is one superstar on this list left that I'm sure our listeners are probably thinking, why has nobody picked her? How has she become a sixth round pick? And the reason why is because simply put, she just hasn't been on TV a lot. I want, I want people to be on TV. I want to be building my future. However, she is a draw. She is somebody who is WWE's women's division to a point. And she is the boss. Sasha Banks.
1: Good pick. Uh, I've been considering the pick, but kept uh, going another way. Uh, that's, that's a good one. So um, I'll take my quick pick pretty quickly. And I'm going with a guy that I'm going to put in my mid-card scene. Guy that hasn't been on TV too much recently, but um, I think he's talented. I think he shouldn't uh, hurt business, did a lot for him, and they should have never split up. All four of them should have stayed together. This is a younger talent. This is a great athlete. Um, it's Cedric Alexander. I think, yeah, this might be a shocking pick, but I believe in him. Uh, and I believe that I could eventually even put him – in the upper card, but right now he's a mid-card, and I think him and Shinsuke could do some magical things. Um, I know there's a lot of people that probably like, oh, there's a lot of people up that you should take instead of Cedric and But uh, and I know that you're probably not even thinking about him anytime soon, but uh, this is what I want to do. This is the guy I want. Uh, I trust him this much, I want. I want to show him that I believe in him by taking him in uh, the final round of uh, day one
0: know i really like this pick and actually the next pick i was going to take was a similar theory not necessarily the same person however this is a man that is a internet favorite i guess i would say somebody who's also a, a favorite of mine somebody when he was in his time with nxt when his former tag team partner uh jason jordan i believed that he had it he had a look about him that almost screamed a young Kurt Angle. I am going to be splitting up the Alpha Academy, and I am going to be taking individually Chad Gable.
1: Okay. Uh, This actually kind of changes what I was going to do. Not because I was going to take Alpha Academy, but um, who I was going to take. Now I kind of want to take someone else because of this pick. But uh, I'm still going to go with my original pick. I think this is a guy that um, uh, he is a star in the making. Uh, everyone thinks so. Um, Vince still needs to be convinced, but this dude has... He he held the NXT Championship and the North America at the same time. He was a star at Survivor Series a couple of years ago. Um, he is a colossal man. He's a big man. He's extremely athletic for his size is the limitless one is Keith Lee I'm taking Keith and uh, uh, he's gonna be in my mid card for now but I can put him in my up card whenever I want after uh Biggie's feuding with Finn Balor or or uh, KO or uh, Bobby he can maybe I'll turn Keith heel. so that's the pick here and that's my final pick of tonight and round six. And um, now it's for you to end the night of drafting.
0: Yes, it is, isn't it? Here we are finding ourselves deep within the bowels of the draft. You know, I think there is one obvious pick, maybe two still left here. Um, looking at my women's division, I think that they are pretty damn strong. Uh, my concern is finding the time for all of these women on my show. Yes, my show is an hour longer, but I have to really highlight a lot of my younger talent. I have to highlight Shotzi and Teagan and Bianca, but... If we drop her gimmick that she has right now, get her back to being, you know, just just a, a dominant former champion, somebody who has won a lot more championships than people thought she ever would, somebody who can go in the ring, and somebody who should honestly, I like Lily, I like the Fiend's original gimmick, I like everything that they're doing, but give me Alexa Bliss back to the way she was before. pick good value uh, that's a good way to
1: end uh night one uh, part one of our wwe mock draft um i do have two picks in mind that'll pick uh hopefully i can get both in round seven next time i'm sure you got people in mind there's still plenty of great talent left in the board um i'm excited to continue but that marks off that that ends um night one what's your takeaways is there any picks that shocked you
0: I think that the most shocking to me maybe the maybe somebody that didn't get picked actually is that Randy Orton is actually still on the board Um, I purposefully have been trying to not take Randy Orton again a, a big thing I want to focus on is the future Um, you know with picks like Cesaro and Chad Gable and Damian Priest you know I'm I'm really looking to get to the future and I have a lot to build off with especially with guys like Roman and Drew and Edge you know even Sami Zayn to a point as well guys who are established guys who have been in front of this WWE crowd for a, a pretty long time now and guys who you know can I think still go I think Randy Being an RK bro has really given his career a resurgence, another resurgence. Randy Orton is definitely good at reinventing himself. However, he is still aging produce. He is still somebody who, although he is a household name in the terms of wrestling, I I don't necessarily want to see him on my show. If I can steal him in a late round, I'm more than likely going to. But I'm still surprised to see him after six rounds be here.
1: So that's who I was... Uh, hoping you were going to take instead of Riddle when you were uh, uh, talking about splitting out, okay, bro, and then the second half of um, your explanation, I was like, ah, oh, he's taking Riddle, damn it. <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, I'm I'm shocked that he wasn't taken. Um, I thought one, when you split up Riddle, I was like, yeah, he's probably not going to be taken by Billy. And that's probably, that's a big reason why I haven't taken him. I, I feel like he'll be there for a while. And if not, uh, i like i like my uh top of the card already um i I worked with my tag team divisions I only really have one tag team i mean there's people I can put together but um yeah I'll have to get to get to work on that and um also one one thing that really surprised me was when you go in nxt um I was hoping you're gonna well I thought you were going to take Ciampa, man. And then I was like, he might just take
0: Walter. So there there was three people I was actually thinking of, and and Ciampa was one of them. The other I was thinking of was Gargano, honestly. But I was thinking about, I want, I kind of would like to have my my wrestling style I show on Raw be a little bit more, you know, hard-hitting. Not to say Gargano isn't a hard-hitting wrestler, but, you know, he is... A smaller wrestler, flashier moves, where Walter's just in your face and shows it to you. I know Ciampa has a pretty similar wrestling style as well, but I'm a Walter mark. I can't help it. Dude's a dude's a tank. Dude's a beast. I, uh, you know, seeing him in Survivor Series and getting being the first one eliminated for Team NXT was honestly hurtful to me. I, I felt like that for a while dropped my Walter stock, and then dude went on to just destroy NXT UK. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's also just a um, classic match after classic match. He just had my favorite match of the year. And I think it might be my favorite match of, um, well, I guess, the decade just started. So I shouldn't say that. But yeah, I, I'm going to say the past 10 years, like one of the, my favorites, Walter and Ilya Dragunov too. Um, their first match was fantastic. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be as good as that, maybe slightly worse because that's going to be hard to live up to. Um and they surpassed it and um, yeah you got a gem you have a guy that um, that w- whatever baby face takes the title off Roman Reigns um, he's gonna have a scary man to deal with because Walter's gonna be coming for him. Walter mayn't come for Reigns because Walter doesn't care. Walter doesn't care what if you're a face or a heel. the The ring is sacred. He is the ring general. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care if you're the head of the table. A general beats a man who sits at a table. The ring general. Oh, what a great pick. I'm just mad you've got him. That's one of my boys. I was really hoping I could draft him with a steal. I was hoping like I was hoping I could get him like one of the last two rounds and just have this this iconic pick. But you got him and it was a great pick and actually Round four is a good place for him to go. He's a star.
0: I do hope to see him actually go in the WWE draft itself as well. I think that he is somebody ready for the main roster, especially kind of seeing the success that Damian Priest has had. I, I see them in a very similar sense of where they're at developmentally. I mean, obviously Walter, like you said, is putting on actual classic matches where Damian Priest was, was good at what he does, but Walter is has surpassed it. I think that put him on TV – you know, give him give him 10 minutes with a big boy and, and he'll prove that big boy wrestling, like Vince McMahon always has liked, is still alive and well and fans will love to see it.
1: Yeah, the one thing that, we'll, we'll try to move topics after this, um, unless you have something to end, but uh, uh, one thing that worries me is that Walter has said multiple times that he does not want to move to the United States and that he wouldn't want to be Um, more than a part-timer on the main roster or even on main NXT. He likes UK, he likes where he is. I hope that they can um, coerce him and convince him to be on the main roster. Or even if he is a part-timer, like a frequent part-timer, he's a guy that I wouldn't mind having um, a close-to role to Brock Lesnar, but more. Like, he would appear more because Walter takes his job seriously he he loves wrestling um he's not just in it for the money uh, i'm not putting lesnar under the bus but um that's another person i was hasn't gone too and i don't think i wrote it on the roster pool. <laughs> maybe that's why
0: well as i said I, my 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 look is to the future honestly and you know i i while the beast is a great talent again alpha male mode, final boss mode, Brock is is crazy right now. I, I would want somebody who, if he were to become my champion, would be a fighting champion, would be somebody that I could see on my television at least once a week. And, you know, I wouldn't want him to necessarily wrestle every week because, so again, you don't want to hurt your champion. But I still would like to see, you know, I, I still would like to see more. And I don't know if Brock is necessarily what I'm looking for.
1: We're getting to the closing of our podcast, and um, this is a big week of wrestling. Not just uh, the announcements that we talked about already, and the draft coming up, but also um, AEW is hosting uh, Grand Slam this week. It's um, a t- two TV specials, kind of like Fight for Fallen or um, uh, Fighter Fest or Blood for Guts, Blood and Guts. Um, Wednesday and Night Dynamite tomorrow will be night one of grand slam it's gonna be a stadium show the first stadium show uh unless you count daily place but daily place is right next to the stadium so it's not in a stadium um also on friday on rampage rampage will be two hours instead of one that will be part two of um grand slam but the the marquee matches of grand slam are happening tomorrow uh Ruby Soho versus uh, Britt Baker for the title. Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. The title's not in the line, but that should be a banger. That's uh, that's a pay-per-view quality match. Um, Also, a debut or two might happen this week. Maybe one on each show, maybe more. Uh, I do, uh, there is someone I think is coming. I think Bray Wyatt debuts this week. I want to say Braun, but I think Braun's going to impact. But he could still make an appearance just because he, he could still go to Impact and appear at Grand Slam. But I'm going Bray Wyatt. I'm also going uh, a tag team that I think will, I think they're going to sign with AEW. But I think they're going to be very, very involved with Impact. Or maybe they'll sign with Impact and be very involved with AEW. But I think the Iconics can make an appearance. I think they'll make an appearance in Rampage. Um, after the Jay's NAJ, match, they obviously each have a friend, a tag team partner. Um, and maybe like, even though it's a singles match, maybe in the inspiration, formerly Iconics could appear and make their presence known because they they are very interested in Jay and Ty Conti. So we'll see, but uh, yeah, that, that's a few debuts that I think could happen. And then for the matches, I think I think Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's gonna win. Because I think they do want to turn this into a title match eventually. And him winning is really the way to do that. Um, also with the woman's title. This is tough. This could go either way. I love it. Britt hasn't had the title for long. She's the girl, she's leading the division. Um, so it makes sense to keep the most valuable prize on her. But the thing is, Ruby Soho could do that too. Um, everyone's, everyone's been waiting for her to get a title in WWE. She never got it. Now she's in AW. She's in the title picture. I think I'm going with Britt Baker, but I'm hoping for Ruby because the thing is, if I think, even, I think Britt will still be involved weekly on Dynamite, um, even without a title and even without being in the title picture. But Ruby Soho, I, I, I could see her just being more on Rampage or uh, Dark without the title. Yeah, I, I, I hope they they throw the swerve and she wins. And that would be just a, a great moment. But Britt Baker is incredible. And I think I do like Britt Baker more as a wrestler. She's fantastic. But they're both fantastic. Um, I think they're going to put on a hell of a show. Uh. Grand Slam is going to be awesome. After Grand Slam, there's another, there's a paper you send it, but we'll talk about that after that. After this, so uh, Billy, your takes on Grand Slam week.
0: I like you so said, I almost share almost all the same sentiments as you. I do believe that Brian Danielson will get a victory over Kenny Omega. I also am interested in seeing how the Cody Rhodes Malachi Black match goes, especially since this is kind of going to be the first big match that they're highlighting Malachi in, other than other interactions with Cody. I am kind of hoping Cody doesn't get his win back here. I know it's pretty classic that Cody Rhodes comes back after getting beat up and comes back with this major momentum and, and beats whoever he he was feuding with. However, but I just don't think with Malachi that they should do that. He he is becoming this like otherworldly character right now, and it's it's what we've all been asking for. As somebody that was a big Alistair Black Mark, I this is the this is the Tommy End, I guess I'll call him at this point now that I've I've always wanted to see coming out of you know him coming out of the Indies and coming to NXT, and I. I just don't think that there's any reason to stall his momentum with Cody winning, because Cody can't even fight for a championship. Cody can't even really do too much more. Yeah, he can go back and fight for the TNT title, but I just don't necessarily see that in his cards right now. I'm also excited to see FTR take on Sting and Darby. I mean, I know for the, for the guys, FTR, that that's a dream match for them. You know, all they talk about is respecting the legends in the business. And uh, Sting is definitely one of those ones that they've been very outspoken, has been supporting of the young talent within AEW's roster, you know, uh, getting the chance to actually wrestle with him as well. I'm sure they'll take care of him and make him look like a million bucks too. And in terms of MJF and Flying and Brian, I I unfortunately think that MJF is going to get the win here. Um, you know, I, I would love to see Brian Billman Jr. get built up to be again somebody that can win this Owen memorial, but I, I MJF is just too freaking good, man. His character is just unlosable to me at this point. And the promos he's been cutting and how scathing he's been, just get him that nuclear heat. Have him get the win and and just let the booze rain. Let him soak in up
1: make great points but i actually disagree i think uh i think pillman gets the win because i think they want to give him that momentum for the tournament i mean i we don't even know if he's in it but i i think he would, i think he will be i predict him the win um i think it would be a good way to um, build momentum i think grand slam tony is this is going to be an annual event tony he, he's been talking about this for months that this is going to be a massive event and I think you got to have some twists and turns, some shocking um, developments. Maybe you could have an NJF getting a little unsure of himself storyline coming. Maybe Wardlow will finally tor- turn him after this. Uh, we don't know. I mean, I think there's interesting options. You could add to the MJF's heel heat or you could have an interesting little turn of character. I mean, keep him heel, but like a little... Uh, he's starting to lose the faith because he lost to Jericho, and maybe he'll, he'll lose the Pellman, who he thinks inferior. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, you 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 maybe put my fantasy booking hat on there for a second, because I was thinking, have it. You know, I know AW is not really about fucky finishes, but have it be a fucky finish. You know, let MJF take the ring out or something. You know, have have Warlow like, you know, kind of reluctantly hand it to him, being forced to hand it to him. MJF clocks Brian Pillman with it, gets the one, two, three. He'll, you know, the, the booze will rain. You know they'll rain. And then have that be when Wardlow turns on him too. That way, Brian looks good in the loss. You know, you you you, you can give him back MJF after that too. You know, and, and if you want to give Wardlow the momentum to really be pushed forward as that, you know, big boy star that they want him to be, or I think that he will be, honestly. I I do truly believe he can be someone like the next Dave Batista. but, um, you know, I I think that if I was going to put my fantasy booking hat on, that might be how I would approach that match for sure.
1: They almost had Wardlow turn in the past, so um, I want him the kind of turn. I love Wardlow. I want to see him get more of a push. Um, Yeah, so that's it for Grand Slam stuff. Next, we'll move on really quick. Extreme Rules is Sunday WWE's pay per view. Uh, only one of the world titles will be defended as we know um, so far. It's Reigns versus Finn Balor. Um, well, the Demon. Um, it should be a good should be a good match, but I wish they waited to um announce Brock Lesnar versus Reigns at Crown Jewel. But as expected, I mean, we even said this on the podcast last week. That's gonna be the match. They'll be. Like, everyone already knew that. So, um, you know, it made sense to announce it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't like the whole looking ahead booking thing. Um, it makes it hard, you know, um, easier to predict what happens. But maybe they'll throw a curveball. Uh, we'll see. I, I, it would be cool to see Finn Balor hold the title, um, the Universal title, again, after his very, very short initial run with it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well also extreme rules, I don't think it has any stipulations to any of the matches yet.
0: just the so, demon just the demon world. and Roman, yeah, just they they got um extreme rules. I mean, there is a triple threat for the United States championship, so technically the rules do allow for that match to get extreme, and of course, yeah, Jeff Hardy to the mix, you know that he's going to get extreme again. yeah, but other than that, no. I
1: need to add some. They need to to work on that. But, like, with a couple of matches, I don't see them being extreme. I don't see Liv Morgan versus Carmella being extreme rules or no TQ or anything like that. I don't see Becky versus Bianca being that way. It could. um, Both women can do that. Um, Maybe even give them, like, a submission
0: match or something, you know? Like, I think that would be a pretty good stipulation.
1: Mm. That'd be interesting, too. Uh, yeah, let's we'll have to wait and see. Maybe SmackDown um, over the weekend, they'll announce more stipulations. So, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Um, I don't really have that many takes on uh, Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, anything you want to add?
0: No, I, I believe Extreme Rules will indeed be a pay-per-view, and uh, I don't really have too much more to add to that.
1: All right, fair enough.
0: So uh, that that marks the end
1: of uh, Top of the Cage Episode 2. We'll be back next week where we'll cover um, the second half of our mock draft. And um, we recap some of the events that are going on this week and any news that comes up. So uh, be sure to tune in. Follow us on our social media, TOTC underscore pod on both Instagram, and twitter um give us fall also in the near future our uh, segment um push job release will return. so send those in uh, any topics you want us to talk about um uh, send those in uh young stars under 28 that you want us to talk about send those in too uh yep yeah, that's it that's it for me billy anything you want to add for our conclusion
0: no i am good um So, like Juice said, uh, for Juice and uh, myself, Billy, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. We will see you next week for the second part of our mock draft as well as whatever else happens in wrestling this week. Thank you, guys.